Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Chats. If you have not yet listened, I am so glad you're here. And if you are circling back again, welcome back. I do this for you and I'm so happy you are tuning in today. Today, oh my gosh, I don't know what it is about 2023, but it is a year for getting real. I know that's what's true for me. So stay tuned for that, <laughs> ready or not. But I have a great chat today with a friend of mine, Sarah Walsh, who I I don't know well, but I have always absolutely adored since I met her at a work meeting at Hallmark back in the day and thought, who is that shining light? Sarah, who is very hard to, you know, pin down. Many of you will recognize her work when, when we post on Windowsill Chat's Instagram page. Her work is just all over the place. It's fantastic. It's humorous. It's interesting. It's socially driven. It's wonderful. And she... Drumroll is teaching our February windowsill workshop. So listen in and hear all about it. But in the meantime, lovely Sarah is an illustrator, painter, and designer. She lives in Kansas City and she does home goods, children's books, socially conscious based projects, nature, and mystical subject matter. Some of these are the mainstays of her work. She has amazing clients, companies like PBS, the British Museum, the Washington Post. Penguin Random House, Nosy Crow, Blue Q, Chronicle, Crate and Barrel, just so many really enviable, I should say, clients. I just love her work. It makes me smile. It makes me happy. It lights me up. Sarah is also the co-proprietor with her lovely husband, Colin, of the illustrative product-based brand Tiger Sheep Friends. She collects books, new and old, plants, and folk art. So, definitely right there, my kind of gal. She also loves cooking, thrifting, listening to records, haunting coffee shops with her sketchbook, and spending time with her favorite humans. She lives, as I said, in Kansas City with Colin and her lovely son and her cute dog, and she has a really cool studio with a couple of other super creative gals, and she has a really interesting story. She worked hard to get where she was, and I think it came from drive and determination and kind of finding herself in a spot where she decided she wanted to figure it out. So 
this is a rich one, friends. This is a rich one. Um, she asks me some really good questions and we just peel back the layers of the onion a bit. So I am super, super honored that Sarah spent this much time with me. We had a great time. There's a lot of laughs and hopefully some inspiration. So without further ado, here is Miss Sarah Walsh. Sarah Walsh, thank you so much for being here. I'm very, very happy to have you and be talking to you. I'm happy to talk to you, Margo. Yeah, you know, you're one of those people that colorfully, creatively prolific. And I always get so excited when I see a Sarah thing out in the world. And your art just always, it does way more than makes me smile. It makes me go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. I love what you stand for. Thanks, Margo. I really appreciate that. A little history, a little Sarah history. What was your path? Did you at a young age think I always want to do this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom was she did a lot of embroidery and watercolor. Um, She did charcoal. So there was lots of art supplies around. Um, So I started drawing pretty early. My my grandmother worked at an oil company. She was a receptionist. This was like way back in the day, like 70s. And she would bring home that rolled computer paper. Oh, yeah. With the little holes on the side. And you could, it would just go on forever. And I would just gobble up those rolls like nobody's cool business. Thing. Um, I wish I still had some, but yeah, I I definitely knew that. But then I think in high school, like, you know how that, that hormone thing and distraction and mm-hmm. I still kept drawing and I remember, you know, being involved in like um, some kind of art situations here and there, but um kind of lost focus, I think a little bit. Um, and then kind of went back around. Um, I went to school right out of high school. Like I went to graphic design school at this one particular school because I didn't have the high enough grades to get into Mm -hmm. the school of my choice. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I Mm. hated it. You hated where you were. I hated the school. I hated the teacher, I was, you know, I just probably hated everything. I was just going through like a very difficult personal time. Mm-hmm. And so I actually quit. And then I got married and had a baby when I was like 21. You know, the path just, we take. I just yeah. kind of was like, I don't know. I mean, that's what I did. And then yeah. I was like, what have I done? And then I was like, okay, I have to figure some stuff out. So my creative journey is the beginning of it is very wrapped up into my personal life. It's very much such a blob and you can't, I could, I couldn't explain it without one or the other. Um, But when I had my daughter, I was like, oh my God, I have to figure out what kind of person I want to be because this little human is just going to absorb my choices, absorb how I roll in this world. And I just could not, could not bear the thought of that. And I, it was, everyone's different, but for me, it was definitely like a holy smoke. Okay. I made a mess. I have this really beautiful little creature now, and I have to figure myself out. And so it was kind of the purpose I needed. And, um, you know, obviously the, her dad, it just was like, not meant to be. And so Mm -hmm. I just kind of moved on and um, got myself back into school, still did not have good enough grades to get into the school of my choice. So I went to a junior college, got my grades up, 
and then submitted my work. And then I was like waitressing at Denny's. Yeah. Love like it. um 12 at night till oh, seven gosh. in the morning. And then yeah. like sleeping for two hours. Like it was a crazy oh, time. But then I mama. got in, yeah, I got back into I got accepted into this college called St. Rose and the design program was um, basically all the teachers were from Tyler. Chris Herrick was the head of that um, department. And it was like getting a Tyler education at like this tiny little school that no one's ever heard of. And they had such a good reputation. They would actually also get like the Milton Glaser internship every year. Like they had like some connections. And so I got accepted and then I just went crazy and I worked really hard and I, well, you, your ethic, you kind of created your own ethic out of necessity, but you, it sounds like you're like, okay, no, I, this is really what I want to do. And I mean it and I mean it and I mean it again. And here I am. I, yeah, I think I, exactly. I mean, I think I'm, I am grateful because I think I had life had kicked me in the pants enough where I had to like, I did not have the luxury of doubting my abilities like I did in high school. Like mm-hmm. I had to kind of like decide and then not look back. And I think that kind of forged my path. And I'm really grateful for the experience because I, I think once I started making the right decisions for myself and my family, I don't know, man, not to be all woo woo right off the bat, but the universe, mm-hmm. I swear, like it, it does it's crazy. It's really it's, wild. It is. It you really know? is. Yeah. Um, we just have to listen, so, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And, and like do right by yourself and your people. And I, I think once I was willing to do that, like, you know, people step up and support you. My teachers are really supportive and they, they sent me, they sent a handful of us to the New York art directors club in New York. It's like this yearly convention where all design students get sent it's like Hmm. cream of the crop kind of vibe and then art directors from all over the country come and kind of scout new fresh blood and um so saint rose was there it was like three or four of us and the art directors kept like walking by our table and like squinting like looking at our name tags like who what the hell is saint rose (laughs) and so we were like let's just take them off like that's oh, just so smart. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think that was my idea, but wh- whoever, whoever was, I was like, we need to just not, not play this silly game. Yeah. Yeah. And um, somebody from Hallmark came by and um, they were like, Hey, do you want to come to Kansas city and check it out go come for an interview? And I was like, sure. Like I have no idea where Kansas city is. <laughs> um, but the reality for me, I had, I kind of had pictured myself in this like swanky design studio in the city because I grew up, you know, two and a half hours away. But as the end of school became closer, the reality of that, I was like, what am I going to like hop on the subway, drop shell off at daycare, like work? Like, how how is that even going to work? The logistics of that type of lifestyle and my personality, I was like, that's not really who I am. Like, I don't know. I'm, I didn't think I was Hallmark either, but when I went for the interview, I was like completely blown away by the facilities mm-hmm. and what they had to offer. Yeah. And, and we have a connection there. Um, we do have a connection there. I remember the first time 
I had a meeting with you. I can remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember what? exactly where you were sitting. Yes, it was. Was it in the coffee shop? No, it was. It, we were in a, the same meeting. It was a large meeting around a big oval table up in the product development. And yeah. we were, I don't remember what we were working on, but you were kind of across in the middle over there. And I was over here. And it was right before that book, slumber party, teen slumber party book of yours came out. Oh, yeah. And you were talking about that. And you were showing, somehow we were looking at people's work. So we were looking at some of your work. And it was one of those, I don't know, I have a, I really love sussing out, like, tal- I'm I'm attracted to talented people. And I think we're all talented. So I'm attracted to y'all. But I was like, I haven't seen her before. Who is she? She does not quite kind of fit the mold. I've thankfully, like, I'm, I'm like, maybe somebody I need to, you know, seek out and talk to. And I just remember, I thought that book was so great. But what I remember about it was you were standing up for your ideas and um I I was being polite (laughs) you were but I was just like oh my gosh she she has an opinion and it's she's doing it really well and it's gonna make a difference her opinion's gonna make a difference and then um yeah so that's that I was like huh okay she's on my radar now who's this girl well and then I came to see you guys sing at the record bar literally all of what we're talking about feels like such a like like two lifetimes ago ago. i swear kind of i remember i remember thinking you were so freaking cool margo i was like (laughs) who is this woman she's so dynamic and like you know you're just drawn to certain people it's just like crazy i was drawn you're you're you were and are and probably will always be like a super exciting you just have a tingly sparkly certain Aww. people are just sparkly they just are and i and i hate to say that like i'm not trying to exclude anyone but it, there's just there's sparkly people and there is sort of a responsibility to that in a way too and i i remember us talking for a long time after the meeting in the hallway is mm-hmm. that when that was i think it was when- I okay, because I like, do remember yeah. behind the elevators. Yes. <laughs> okay, and now I do remember. Yeah, yeah, that felt like a lifetime ago. And I really did, I learned, like, they always say, like, Hallmark's, like, going to graduate school and getting paid, and it really is. Like, I, I learned, did learn. It's like, you learn so much, and there's some crazy, like, that library is so killer, I can't even. I mean, I photocopied so many books. Because <laughs> we could. But, um, like... Yeah. After a while, I just couldn't, I was starting to feel very tired and like very, it's a funny thing how that works with your, your energy. And when you feel like you're spinning your wheels, it's, it's a sort of a little, it gets dangerous. You know, if you stay somewhere that you're not happy, whether it's a job a relationship, a place, anything, I feel like if you don't listen to yourself and you stay too long, it's like the tentacles of the place start to get their hold on you more and more and you lose the energy and ability to be able to do something about it. And you get so funky, you get so funky in your attitude that it's a dangerous place because you can start to lose accountability, I think for like bad decisions. Because mm-hmm. I've been there and I was like, oh, it's so true. You start to, that, you know, I, I wanted to leave it nice and yeah. tidy. You start but, to um, 
just not, you're not as sharp and you start to compromise. I think you start to 100%. compromise. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, what I'm learning things. I, I'm learning a lot of lessons. Some are lessons about how I don't want to be. Some are lessons about how I do. It's all, it's all learning. Right. But when's the, when's the time and I mean, we both know people, lifetime people there that have, that has just been the absolute perfect place for them. I mean, it's, it's, and yeah, cause freelance is definitely not for everyone or just running your own business. I mean, it's not for everyone. I guess for me though, I just, I kept getting told no, I kept getting certain things just squished and smashed. And I didn't, I was really tired of like yeah, people in my way. People yeah. were in my way yes. and I really did not want that situation anymore. Now, guess what? I'm in my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so in my way. All Good the Lord. freaking time. Like, I mean, I'm trying, but the longer I do this, the more I'm like, what the heck, man, Sarah, get move. Like yeah. you're just taking up all this, like, get out of my way, get out of my head. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's so much you can overthink, like so much. Well, and I, I don't know about you, but the, this, whatever pandemic we've been in, I have melted into a puddle of my former self is what I feel like without knowing it. I'm like, <laughs> yes. what? I, you know, I, I used to be going all the time and going places, which I was like, oh, this is great. I get to. I get to stay right here and do all this stuff. But I, mm -hmm. I think it took for me personally, I'm just starting to realize. And, and you, you said a minute ago, yep. Sometimes you just have to decide. And it kind of hit me like a bolt of unfortunate lightning. Like recently, recently. Yes. I'm reeling, <laughs> but, but you know, it's like, like you said, it's all, it's all good because I guess I, I got, I was so in my own way. I couldn't even see it. So watch out everybody. Yeah. You made me think of this audible book I'm listening to. It's that book. Um, I didn't do the thing mm. Mm. and they talk about ruts and why they're important. And like, Ooh. it made, it just, it made me feel better about when I am in a rut that it's like sort of the, a necessary part of the process. Yeah, it's true. So like kind of sit in your own shit for a minute. And then like, it's like a process of building up and then the longer we stay in that, the harder it is to get out, but it is sort of a necessary part of the process. So I'm just it is saying, a learning for sure. You know, yeah, like don't be too hard on yourself because there's, there's all these reasons why like you were up, like we're in our own puddles. And I think COVID, I mean, that was like, that was like a puddle factory. Like we all, and nobody, everybody's there together. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me, my son and I, and my daughter have always, she's been into uh, this egg character from Sanrio too. Um, she's the one who kind of started it. Uh, Gudetama. It's, mm -hmm. and I'm like, basically, I'm like, this character is basically just a depressed Sanrio. Like, it's like, it's like making depression funny, but it's like, it's so crazy. Oh. It's like this little eggy character with a I butt. I can see it. Yeah, it's so cute. But um, so yeah. anyway. So then- then having that feeling and knowing you were at a place where maybe shifts need to happen or you were being held back in certain areas or you weren't being able allowed to shine, which I definitely saw. Um, 
then what happened? I know. Oh, yeah, we're back on tell, that. But share, share what happened next. Okay. So, well, I mean, you played a role in that too. Uh, I remember talking to my friend and coworker. I was like, actually, I met, I was like, man, I got to figure something out. I got to figure something out. And I just, I was like, should I even consider freelance? I didn't really make a definitive decision so much as just start getting led intuitively to certain things like Lilla had come out with this book called I like to make things and a class and I bought the book um I had already had an Etsy shop I already always had something outside of Hallmark yeah, yeah. that always kept me kind of balanced and in- interested in my own process but um basically long story short yeah I I met with a friend named Laura who had been freelancing and used to work at um Hallmark and I because I wanted to sort of interview her about like her process and you know what road bumps she's run into um like what my strengths and weaknesses are and how that would maybe play out in a freelance situation just to give conversation to have tools as possible not that you know you can't ever guarantee success for a situation but I was like, well, I really want this to work. So how do I make that happen? And kind of did a little self-analyzing. And um, so anyway, I met with her, you know, did a few other things. And then um, she was like, you should submit your work to Lilla. You should just do it. And I was like, man, that's like just telling someone you should fly to the moon. I was like, uh, it was not as known like that was that did feel like from you know a, no. many steps you know yeah. kind of and I had admired like Lilla and all the like Helen Dardick Susie Altman um like I was you know really looked up to the to them still do and like just you know aspired to that studio and all the work that came out of it so mm-hmm. it was like no way and then I was like, oh, well, I don't know, maybe like, what do I have to lose? And so I did the little video and, and I, I don't know if we had mesh messaged after that. I don't know the timing of, I just remember talking with you. And then I know that you might've brought my name up to Lilla, correct? Yes. It went something like, I don't know. Cause we didn't have it. Was there even Instagram or Facebook messaging or it Instagram? Was Pinterest. Or, Pinterest. Oh, I know what it was though, too. The other part of the puzzle, my husband was on a ski trip. I was pregnant and I was like looking at my work. I was on my computer at like 12 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Like who does that? And I see Lilla, she commented on one of my pieces. She was like, I love this. Do you have an agent? And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, that's right. And you, and I think maybe I commented on like, I love this. And you're, and it was something like that, where you said, Lilla commented on this. Cause I think we had been talking about life beyond what would life look like beyond? Cause that's where I come from the beyond, not the corporate. And, um, you were like, she commented. And I, I think I said something like, do you want me to say something? You're like, you know her. And, and, and I remember saying, Hey, you should look at this person. She's like, Oh, I really like her. So, I mean, it was just, it was just underlining what had already happened. It was wild. It was kismet. And then I was told that 
I, I waited too long to submit my stuff and they had already picked someone and then they were about to meet about it. And then I, they got my email and they kicked the other person the curb. This is just what I was told by a former agent. That's not there anymore. But I was like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely, because coming from Hallmark was such a tight knit community. I was like, there's no way. And I had a baby, we had a baby on the way and we were yeah. sending the kid off to school. Right. So I was like, I can't put my family in like that. No, even it was, seems insane. I remember um, that being a big, I mean, it was a whole different yeah. set of, it was a whole different game. Like going, oh, yeah. making that decision for anybody is a whole, like leaving and Hallmark was very caretaking of, of its yeah. So I needed like some kind of support system and Lilla and the gang, like Susan and, you know, there's been a few agents along the way, just great, really great people. And, um, Julia and Patty, like I, they're just wonderful. And so it was a nice transition from Hallmark. And so, yeah, I've just well, been busy ever since like seriously this yeah. year is the first year I've had the most months of consecutive downtime than I've had in nine years like it's been I had a newborn and like yeah. all these projects and and your own but I mean let's review your skill Sarah Anderson Walsh is unparalleled you're so clever <laughs> and good and when I if I just need if I just need a quick like oh I just, I, you're one of those people. I can just go look at your Instagram or a, you know, great tea towel with some, you know, saying that just makes me laugh. And it's, and it was always that way. I remember from that first time, it was like, this person stands apart. You know, you, you have a passion for it that shows up. And I, I think Lilla sees that. I think your clients see that. And you are, you're, so, I imagine, cause I don't, I think I've, I mean, I worked with you at Hallmark, but um, you're, I would imagine you're super dedicated to the projects you have that looks that way. I mean, first of all, I, I'm like very blushing. Uh, like, I don't even know what to say. That's really like, I, can I have like a pocket Margot for when I'm <laughs> feeling really <laughs> shitty? I could just pop you out and like put you in my hand and get like a hey, little pep. Can you design a pocket Margot? We'll put that in the store. <laughs> Like seriously, I have a little <laughs> plastic doll on the shelf behind me. When you push a little button behind her back, she raises her hand. I mean, you have manufacturing oh, connections. You. Can we just like make this happen? Um, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, I just really appreciate because I don't, and I think a lot. There's so many talented people out there that listen to your podcast. None of us feel that way about ourselves. Like once in a while, I'll get my back up and I'll be like, "Hey, you're awesome," but most of the time, it's like. It's, it's hard. Like, we're not just struggle. And we're not wired like, to feel that way about ourselves, no. which is probably a good thing in a way. But I do think I do have like maybe one goal for 2023 is to maybe not torture myself as much as I usually do. Um, that would be awesome if I could pull that off. So just a little you more self-love, a little more self-acceptance. I think um, it's really good for people to hear that from from someone they look up to as as having really landed well you know that that you too feel that way and so many of us right it's oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah I mean I always appreciate that when I when I'm you know listening to someone on a podcast or watching an interview and and 
people are just honest about the messy. I mean, it's a freaking mess in here. Okay. I mean, it's, it's just, I guess it's life. And this year actually is one of the first years I can finally say I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with it. Like I'm, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling sort of this relief in true relief. Like I've said, Oh, I feel like I'm accepting myself. (laughs) And I'm not really, I'm Mm -hmm. not like, I haven't, like I've, this feels like, Ooh, it feels wholesome. It Mm -hmm. feels like a hug. It Mm -hmm. feels like, um, like I'm seeing myself outside of myself and it's, there's like a feeling of compassion that's present that I don't feel like I've had before. That's it's like, big. It's, it's feeling more roomy in here a little that's bit. Like good for know. you, but it's taken me, I mean, I'll be 50 next year. It's taken a long time, a long ass time. Like whatever. I mean, that yeah. that's my, that's my journey. Some people yeah. doesn't take that long or whatever, but I, I'm glad I'm here and I'm sure it'll, it ebbs and flows. Like I will feel like shit next week or wake up and, or whatever, but I definitely, it feels a lot better, um, to be a little nicer to myself for sure. So, yeah, I think it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. And I think compassion Oh my gosh. Right. How many days do we not remember to have some compassion for breakfast? Many. <laughs> compassion. Compassion in your coffee. Compassion-os. I'm going to make a little cereal box called compassion. O's. Uh, okay. Cute, oh huh? my gosh. But it's true. And I think it doesn't always look that way to others. I, uh, yeah. So I'm glad we're talking about it because there are, there's great little things that you can do. There's, you know, maybe there's a favorite quote or taking a walk or, you know, all the things, but just, or listen, if somebody pays you a compliment, like owning it, you know, things like oh, that. Man, that I'm horrible. I'm, and I, and I hate when people do that to me when I'm like giving them a compliment and they just like, they can't, they look past, this is what I do. I look past them and then I change the subject. <laughs> what the hell is that? Sometimes I'm okay at it, but other times I, I'll, now I catch myself and I'm like, girl, what are you doing? So I don't know, but yeah, it's, we're all a work in progress and yeah. So you've been working with Lilla Rogers for gosh, 10, 12. It's like nine. It's his oldest. My son is nine and I started when he was born. Yeah. 2013. So how did it feel kind of going into that? Because I imagine it was a little daunting because all of a sudden you were working with, you know, you were represented with people that you really admired and you hadn't been really, it sounds like your education was great. Um, But then you'd been working at a place where you, you maybe had been frustrated about not being able to kind of be yourself. So how do you feel it was a decent transition to oh, yeah. doing was, your own projects? It was great. Like I right off the bat did like a circus adult coloring book and like my first sketches, they were like, oh my God, these are so juve. Can you like amp it up? Or And I'm like, well, what kind of circus are you talking about? And they're like, we're talking like circus freaks, like vintage. And I was like, oh, 
And then that was like a weird snake skin that I had to shed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> and like morphed. And I was like, here I am now. Like the yeah. freak is out. Like, let's do this. And you then, want what's really in my head? Yeah. And it like gave me permission. And then I just like tapped into, cause like I said, I had always been making art outside of Hallmark. So it wasn't like all of a sudden I had developed this like new muscle and sometimes they would let me do some stuff, but it was very contained and there there's like a film over it, you know? And so now it's sort of weird as I've been doing it longer um, and certain clients like the British museum and, you know, there's, some projects are so much more reference-based and I'm actually trying to get away from that a little more and get back in touch with the vintage circus, mm, I love that. you know, performer kind of vibe because um, it's all, it's sort of like, I don't, want to use, I don't know what else to use except for like the trappings of your own success sort of situation, mm-hmm. but you sort of, when you are freelancing, you're you're sort of the helm of the ship and you're mm-hmm. the driver. You don't have to do mm-hmm. a project. You do have to, whatever you're, you're calling the shots. But if you're worried about money, sometimes you say, you know, you're trying to make an income. So you say yes to certain projects that gets really well known or it's really successful. And then each project has the potential to sort of put you in a box, so to speak. That's and a good point. I've become very aware of how that can play out in your own creative fulfillment and sort of went through a patch of like, oh man, I don't hate what I'm doing. I don't, I love my clients, but I feel like the ship's gotten a little bit off course. And so the last year and more so this year, I'm really feeling myself digging back into just like, I did a gallery show last year. And like dug really deep and did some personal work. Um, But it was all maybe a little serious too. Like I had to like shed a bunch of stuff and get rid of a bunch of crusty stuff that I had backed up inside Mm -hmm. of me. (laughs) And then um, now I feel like my, like the pep is back. I've taken, like I've had a natural break from like just this huge lull that a lot of people have been experiencing and it's been freaking wonderful. Like, yeah. We were, my husband and I were heavily involved in the icon conference last year. Yeah. Cause it was in Kansas city. Yeah. We did a main stage talk. We did the road show. We were on the local board or whatever, and it wiped us the hell out. Oh, and then yeah. I had a few clients, but man, I just, it was intense. And, um, so then the fall, it just, yeah, it just, we kind of got, we had t- we had shut down our online shop tiger sheep for like almost a year, like, um, and had just reopened it for icon in the spring, but it had been closed the year before to, so I could focus on like the paintings and things like trying to say no to certain things and close things down and open other things up. Cause I just take on too many things and say yes. And then certain things I've been wanting to do, just there's never any space for it. So had to really kind of like, take the wheel and go, you know, like, um, make it happen. So I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at that instead of just bobbing along and letting, you know, things happen, which that's not a bad thing either. Like I did that a lot and it it served me well for quite a long time. 
But I think, and maybe that goes back to, I didn't do that thing, like being in a rut, you know, where we don't even realize it sometimes, especially Mm -hmm. with work, you know, when it's like, well, this is what I was asked to do. And this is a, this is a project I've been working on. And I'm, I'm, you know, my age, I'm working with my agent. I'm working with this client. Am I working with myself? Am I working with what matters here inside? Oh, I mean, I had that thought. That's such a good point. Like I had this rationalization. I was like, whoa. Um, Okay. So I feel like a workhorse. I have my work ethics. Great. Like I get it done. I was like, what if you, if you treated yourself like a client, you would have so many things done that you've been wanting to work on. But I get the last, I get like the crumbs barely, mm-hmm. not even the crumbs, just like dust. And so that, and that's not sustainable, you know what right. I mean? So I realized that because in the beginning I had some time and I also got, I was really good at procrastinating and I would work in my sketchbook and get so many ideas and be excited. And I have my deadline but I was like, I got to finish this first. And then I would do it and everything was great. And then I just got too busy to mm-hmm. the point where I was like, I don't even have time to take a dump. Like, this mm-hmm. is insane. Like, I can't, yeah. like, this is, this is like bone on bone. Like, this is not working. And it, but it was like, just kept happening. But isn't this what I should be doing? Shouldn't I be grateful for this? Yeah. It's a weird, like feast or famine type thing with like independent, like, people like workers, I guess, of, you know, illustrated illustration based people. Like it's just like, but that's just, it's not sustainable. And you're also just going to end up really unhappy. And I remember one summer I had just scored the Matilda book. Like I was competing with like five other artists. They had gone through five other artists. Like they just could not find the right person for some reason. They approached me. I wanted to throw up in my mouth. I was so excited. I couldn't even freaking believe it. I was like, what the, what? Yeah. And, but I was in such a state at the time. I was like, dude, I'm not going to get this gig. This is like getting blood out of a stone. There's no way I'm going to get this, but I will do my damnedest. I will squeeze that stone so hard. I don't care what it takes. And then I ended up getting it, but I had, I was already so burned out. I was working on like five books at once. And then like a couple other freelance pro like what that is not even, maybe that's possible for some people, but that's so much work when you have a little kid and like not sustainable. No, it's really not. And I mean, I had like 10 different jobs rolling, like just of all different breaths. And it was just, I was miserable. So did it come, did you have an aha moment or did, did things slow down because of COVID or like, what was the shift? I wish I could say that I just, said no to everything. And I did the thing. And I became I, ultimately the most clever. Yeah. I turned into a transformer of, <laughs> of willpower and like said no to everything. No, I totally, I kept getting burned out was, I mean, I, there was some breaks in between and I was okay, but I was still not feeling quite myself. And then we had to get through all the icon stuff. And that oh, yeah. was a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and never done any of that stuff before. 
Um, An energy shift too, kind of a different kind of thing. Yes. But shutting down the tiger sheep shop the year before and really making a decision about that, that was sort of the beginning. So I did, I, I did do some things on my own. <laughs> like I want some credit. You got it all. <laughs> um, I'm like, wait a minute. I did do that. I well, knew you're that the one making the decision. So it is, you ultimately yes. do get well, the credit. Well, I, I guess I forgot about that part. Like, oh, it just naturally slowed down. But that was a big part of it. And yeah. and we shut it down in one of the busiest seas. Like we, it was the busiest we had ever been. But did I was you guys so just say that. like, can't do it right now? We were like a fulfillment center. Yeah, We yeah. didn't even have time to make new no products fun. for it. On top of me doing freelance and Colin doing Hallmark. It was just like, what the hell is this life that we're yeah. doing? Like, this is insane. Like, we can't. No it's fun. just not cool. Um, it was just became too much for us. And we lost our excitement about it. And so when we knew Icon was gearing up and they were going to have the road show, we were like, you know what? I think we're ready. I had, I had the gallery show most of the work done for that. And that and it just was debuting around the time that icon, but it was like, okay, now I can, now I can juggle this plate and open the shop back up to debut for icon. And we really didn't have anything new, but we had like a new energy and excitement. And, and I really missed, you know, we, we did a mural, we did the gallery show and it, I went big and now I yeah. got that out of my system. Yeah. I'm not pining for it. I'm not putting it on a pedestal. Will I ever do any of those again? Maybe, but I'm not like obsessing or thinking, Oh, everything will be great. If I could just do this, like mm -hmm. I did it and I learned from it. And now it's making me appreciate the things that I know I'm really wired to do, which is make mm -hmm. little pictures and make little products and mm. little weird, fun things, you know, and characters. Um, I, I like doing gallery, but it's a whole different, like, it's still commercial art too, by the way, for anyone who's wondering, it's fucking commercial. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, it's different, but it's sort of not. <laughs> I know it is. Uh, there's really a bit of the emperor's new clothes in there. It's still yeah. you're you're making it because you hope somebody buys it, and like you can pay your rent with it. Successful fine art paintings have like a vibe and an expected look, and they are sort of stuck in that box in a way. And I'm generalizing, but that is kind of what I walked away like. Mm. Huh. This is more of the same. I might as well mm -hmm. stick to the thing I know and and also like not have to worry about not being myself like not being serious enough or not right. being like I more comparison yeah I was like no but it's good to try those things too and it, it sounds it like you, some things came your way that kind of you were being hyper creative but it also kind of put a a stop on your path there because well, you it had taught to... me. I mean, I submitted my work. I got accepted into a group show and that was a cool thing for me because I need, I want to get better at like proposing, you know, making proposals and putting yourself out there and doing stuff like that. It's I feel like it's really important. And it's, you know, if you get rejected, you get rejected. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just keep going. Just keep going. You have a bunch of stuff and you, you know, you get sad for a minute and then you, and I was fully prepared to get rejected. And I did for one thing that I did. And I've been rejected for a lot of storybook idea. Like that's still something I want to do. But I mean, you just have to keep moving. And yeah, I was I was down 
hanging out with Lisa Congdon the other day and we were talking about this. We talked about this a lot because how to slow down, how to, how to only take the projects that really mean something to you. And I know that, and I have a couple other friends who are very successful, busy people and keep, I keep hearing, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to take a sabbatical. I'm going to take time for me, but then it doesn't happen that way. And I felt really great about what she was saying. Cause she's like, no. And she mentioned a couple of dream projects that had come her way. And she, she sounds like what you're saying. She knew that if she said yes to this, what she really wanted to do, because it was absolutely stars aligning, that it was going to be, there were going to be too many cooks in the kitchen or, uh, for example, or watered down or whatever it would be. And at the end of it, although the final result would be in alignment, you know, the, the job, would the process be worth it? And no. to be oh able to say no is hard so and so hard. important. And if I could just, if I could just piggyback on that. Um, yes, please. <laughs> let's bring some corporate. I figured you'd have a thought. Yes. <laughs> but um, that is so true with the um, dream project situation. I would love to talk about that really quick because yeah. I totally, one, that's really hard and I, she should, I'm, I'm sure she's, really glad she made that decision because I learned too that dream projects are kind of full of baloney in a way. (laughs) I think the, the real dream projects actually are the projects you don't know are your dream project and they evolve into this magical, wonderful thing. Dream projects usually end up teaching you a lot about what a dream project is and what it is not and what it is not. And I think the true dream project is the process of day to day. I don't know if there's a dream project. I know that's a term and we can use it and I still use it just to be fun and in the moment and fantasize about things. But the true magic to me is like showing up for yourself creatively on a consistent mm-hmm. basis, working that muscle out like you, and then delighting yourself, surprising yourself is like the best freaking thing ever. When you do that, it's like, okay, I'm good. And you'll never really be able to have that on a project. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that, but like you, I'll have that in client jobs, but not like that personal intimate feeling right. that you have with yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I love that you said that. I love it. And you know, when whoever's listening right now, stop and think about those times that you felt so connected to what you were doing. Usually it's you're experimenting, you're playing, you've given yourself time. You mm-hmm. don't have to rush out. You're not fitting it to a brief, except maybe one you had in your head that can change, you know? And then that's where the magic is. And if you don't allow that, then the the hamster wheel is just spinning, spinning. Yeah. Well, and what's cool about those like magic moments with yourself is like they usually kind of breed projects that bring in money later because mm-hmm. people can sell Yeah, for that. sure. Oh my you gosh. You know, Lilith says people buy your joy, but like it's so true. And so you'll get most likely maybe if we're lucky, a client job from that little magic moment you had with yourself. 
that you can kind of like expound on it mm-hmm. and, and like exhaust that subject matter or just explore a little more and then you can, you know, move on or, or keep going with that, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's been, it's, it's a, it's a muscle, it's an engine. And like I said, I feel like I've sort of lost it's gotten farther and farther away from me. So my goals right now are to stop overthinking and just make a bunch of messy stuff. But it's, I got to tell you, I'm being honest here. It's been hard. Like I'm easier said than done. Yeah. Like I painting is one specific skill and I paint a certain way. And then drawing is a totally different. It's like, if you don't do all of those things all the time, at least a little bit, you get kind of stiff and I don't always like what I draw. Like it takes a minute to get to like, oh yeah, I like those proportions or I like the way that's flowing and it's not as stiff or like it takes time. And I, when I'm spending too much time or like my body, like we all have our limits, like physically, I'm like, I feel like I have a horn in my back right now. (laughs) No. <laughs> you know, just like certain things, like if you're sitting a certain way a long time, like you have to do different stuff, like all the yeah. time, I feel like to just kind of keep it moving. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm working on right now is just like really getting back to playing and experimenting and not judging and not overthinking when I draw and just letting it happen and then kind of like examining it and like building on certain things. Hey there, it's Margot. I was wondering if you've heard the news. Coming soon to a screen near you, the Windowsill Chats Patreon membership. I had no idea when I started recording Windowsill Chats how it would grow and expand. By the end of 2022, the podcast had 50,000 listeners a month. That's just mind-blowing to me. And all I can say is thank you, dear listener. You are truly the lifeblood of this podcast, and it means so much. Here's the thing. I don't do this work for vanity numbers. Truly, it's my joy and passion to share content and build avenues for creatives to connect with other like-minded individuals. I strive to support you so you can grow and develop your own creative path. That's where the Windowsill Chats Patreon membership comes in. If you love the Windowsill Chats podcast, if it's helped you connect with other creatives, if you've learned from these conversations with our artist guests, then you'll love our new Patreon membership. I actually recorded a solo episode recently where I spill the tea on the membership. I share all about my favorite episodes and give you a sneak peek at all the creative goodies we have in store for you in 2023. Listen to Windowsill Chats episode 125 wherever you access your podcasts and sign up for my email list at tantowstudio.com to be the first to know all the yummy details on the new Windowsill Chats Patreon membership coming March 2023. You know, at some point when you are describing that process, it's why I love it when an Instagram feed has some um, realness (laughs) in it, you know, and it's not just perfectly planned because that's where I feel like I see those moments of, Oh, I look what I did today. Or, and that's, that's where, you know, or anywhere a little show or showing friends or, or meeting, having a group of peers that you meet with and you can say, is this crazy? I've had so much fun doing this or, or whatever that way is to, mm-hmm. to own it, you know? Oh yeah. A little bit. For of- sure. Yeah, I think it's really good to have a community. Some some people you can turn to, especially when you're trying something new and you're not sure about it. You really need like a cast of cheerleaders to kind of 
keep you going. And I mean, and honestly, I think too, like, like I had mentioned earlier, like I've been, I've been wanting to write and illustrate my own book for like, since I was coming out the womb, you know what I mean? But it feels, I've illustrated so many other people's books, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to trying to do that for myself and I've taken Lilith's classes, like, but it's something that's just taking a long time to figure out my voice. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, for anybody out there trying to do that um, or has done it, I congratulate you and I'm jealous, (laughs) but like (laughs) for real, but like in the process, I realized it's so near and dear to me and so precious. Like I wasn't having any fun doing it. Yeah. Like when I was working on my stories, I was like, oh, I'm a writer. I'm being a writer. I'm like so serious. Right. And I'm like writing. And it was just, it was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, like you need mm-hmm. to ease up. Yeah. And then I took a, I took a break from it. Like I managed to squeeze out a couple book dummies during COVID and I learned so much. Mm-hmm. And then I took a break and then I took Lilla's class and like, I had so not to, I'm like advertising for, for your class, Lilla, but I swear to God, I had so many breakthroughs and like, it oh, was wow. just so, was this the writing class? It, it was the, yes, it was the writing class. And then I feel like I did take the book pitch class a little yeah, bit too, yeah. but not as intently. Like I had some stuff going on, but it just really opened my eyes to like, sort of like, there is sort of a formula, but also just how complicated I, like, we're adults and our brains are completely different than these little kids, obviously. It's like an obvious statement, but when you're, you're like, oh, I write and I can write a little bit, but it is literally like night and day like writing a picture book, I swear, sometimes I think it might be easier to give birth to another human child than to like birth a book. Like people don't realize when you do it well, like Mm -hmm. it's such a specific, amazing skill to -hmm. take these huge concepts and boil them down into these simple, fun, wonderful, airy, just, I don't know. I mean, as an adult, when I read a good children's book, it's like therapy. Yeah, for sure. It is such a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I work on it a little bit here and there, but that is like, I've realized I have to be willing to be really bad at it, Mm -hmm. to be good at it. And so, which is scary. And you really do need a support system in place. And I have some buddies, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see what happens. Oh my gosh. I love the realness. I just really appreciate it. I was, I was ready for that. Do you have some favorite projects? You've done some amazing books, some really in depth. I look at them and think, wow, that's a lot of work. Do you, are some favorite things that you've, when you think back, things that you've, um, Matilda, for, I mean, that's one that I'll never, I'll never not have your Matilda book. That's one of my all-time favorites oh, movies and you. stories. I love that movie. It was really hard not to be influenced. I actually, during COVID, I started a project with Nosy Crow, this publisher I've worked with a lot. Um, and it was the fourth book in a series. And um, it's called, it's called Goddess, 50 Goddesses, Spirit yes. Saints. 
Amazing. And other female figures who have shaped belief. I have it right next to me. There's so much work in that. It was a lot of work and it's a little like tighter than I, I want to continue to like loosen up and stylize, but I feel like we all have a range. Like I have a range, you know, and I, I enjoyed painting these powerful female, like magical folk art, you know, just, and learning about all these amazing goddesses and saints and I just, I liked the learning part. I liked the mythology. Like Mm. I realized that project kind of affirmed for me, like I've always loved fantasy and like folk art. And that is kind of where I live. That's my jam of like magical. Like I love Spirited Away and like anything out of Studio Ghibli. Like I just, I've veered away with certain projects and I'm not sorry about it. And I don't hate it. I'm not mad at it, but I I definitely feel like I have this tendency to like try all the things. And then I'm just like, Ugh. it's like, you know, like the cloud above pig pen. It's just like, a yeah. constant. it's like, I'm, as I get older, I don't have as much energy. I don't have as much energy to spend on transitioning things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from one thing to another. I got to keep the energy somewhat similar in a way because it just takes up too much energy yeah. to, to, to make, to reach the gap between the different things that I'm doing. And so it'll, it's just sort of a long-term move, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like, I just want to stay in magic land, you know, like it's kind of what I I want to be. That's that's a good place to be. It's a good, well, it's inspiring for the work you have to do and why not be in magic land? Yeah. I mean, not that I, I'm not saying I will never do anything that's not realistic or anything, but I, I just want to keep I, but I also love learning. Like, I think I love learning when I'm doing projects. And so sometimes that gets me, it's pulled me in a different direction sometimes. So I just have to kind of keep my eye on the prize. And that, that project really affirmed that for me. And I, I wanted to like challenge myself with how I executed it. And I was like, man, it'd be really dope if I had like 50 paintings of goddesses by the Mm. end of the project. Mm with like very little Photoshop and I had, I did it. Like I just wow. got really anal about it. So I have like 50 paintings, wow. uh, 11 by 14. I'm still haven't done anything with them, but I have wow. them. Oh my <laughs> gosh. If anybody wants them. Um, <laughs> Hello. That's amazing. Like, it'd be cool to have a show. And I, I, the book is published in the UK right now. I think it might be coming into the States. So that might be okay. a good opportunity to do some I kind think, of fun local thing when the book I comes out. I must have seen it. Lil, Lila must have shown it to me. I think that's where I must have, because I haven't held it in my hands, but she's she showed it to me on screen. So it will be coming here. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think a show. <laughs> I think we'll have to, a parade, costumes. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of work. Yeah. That that was a, one of my favorite um I love working with Blue Q. They're so fun. Uh, You do it so well. They get you and you get them. I love them so much. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I had another book called Count on Us come out. Um, It's called Climate, Count on Us, Climate Activists from One to a Billion. And that was. I love that you're into the socially. Oh, look at that. Yeah, with Barefoot Books. and that was, that was a real challenge with the counting and everything. Um, yeah. And that, that's a project where I was like, oh, I feel like 
you know, I felt like it was working towards something Mm -hmm. really positive that can make Mm -hmm. an impact, you know, I guess magic in the sense of you have to, sometimes you have to bring your magic to certain things, but, and not that I won't, again, don't want to ever not do anything like that again, but I think it gets to be a lot when you're shifting gears, like all the time. So I'm going to maybe like just stay in one's area for a minute. Well, and finding publishers that, that, you know, you align with and the type of work they're putting out into the world are things you believe in that's, Mm -hmm. that's gotta be just that much more rewarding and easier too. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to do the work easier, but easier to be excited about. Yeah. Oh, I, and barefoot books, like they're such a great publisher and they're really close to Lilla. Like I really enjoyed getting to know them and, um, I would, I would love to work with them again. I, I'm really proud of this, both books. Um, I think I just, I love illustrating books, but I think, like I said, like, as I'm doing this, the longer I do it, I, I would love, like, if I'm just being honest, like I would love more control over the process. And Mm. cause I feel like I have that agency Mm-hmm. I just need an opportunity. You know what I mean? So yeah. That makes sense. So um, I'm just want to make sure as I'm moving forward this year that I allot for some time, like each day, even if it's like 10 minutes, just like whatever, just fucking get your ass in the chair yeah. and like work out some stuff and then just, yeah. okay, 10 minutes is better than nothing. I mean, I'm scrolling on Instagram for 10 minutes. Exactly. Like, I'm 50. I, I was listening to a, just a, a whole kind of conversation about time this morning and how we spend it. And if we just tracked what we, what we waste time and sometimes lately, I mean, I do love Instagram. Don't get me wrong, but it, it just sucks me in, in a way it that is. I'm like, I don't want to see this right. I don't want to see no. another positive quote right now. I'm not in the mood or whatever it is, <laughs> but it's like, here it is. And here it is. And, and I don't Live, get me laugh, wrong. Love, Margo. Will you illustrate that for me? It's only scream in your heart or whatever that one is. <laughs> Please just scream, Please scream in your inside heart. your heart. Please scream inside your heart. That one I would like to see. But you know what I mean? And I just, I after listening to this, I thought, oh my gosh, she's so right. I like, I get down on my kid for being on his phone. No. But when you look at the time that we give that we didn't, and if I took... 30 minutes in the morning, first of all, take 30 minutes to, to exercise, to think about the day. But then when I do sit down at my computer, what's that project that means the most and not put it off, but do it first. Okay. You're like, you're like in my kitchen right now. Like I've been thinking about this so much because I'm listening to that book and I'm, I'm really trying because I'm so tired of myself being a broken record. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're saying you want to write an illustrate. You keep saying you want to do this. You want to do that. But here we go again. Another year's passed. And like, what do you, Oh, Oh wait, what are you doing? Scrolling on Instagram. What are you doing? Like, what's your problem? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I'm sort of reassessing how I spend my time and like, where can I trim the fat? Where do I, where, where, what are the pockets of time that I'm missing? I know there's some pockets of time in there somewhere, but like, do you think that 
this Instagram and doing certain things like this, do you, I, I feel like it's a form of self-sabotage. Like, I feel like we know that this, we know, we know that if we stop and do that other thing. Is it a form of self-sabotage? Is it a form of procrastination because we're not ready to do the thing? Is it like, what is going on? I think on? it's an odd combination because it's inspiring. It's a way to connect with others. However, yeah. I've, I really have felt lately like, just put it down, stop. Because I think I yes. get, to, I think if I, I think it's a timing thing. It's give myself yes. 10 minutes, not give myself 40, which yes. ends up happening you know? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like, okay. Cause I, I, aside from the algorithm, which like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's been such a positive, it's a, such a powerful tool and, you know, with power comes great responsibility, blah, blah. blah. And so right. we like have to be careful. Um, like if you're on there, I I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the same thing, Margo. I'm like, I've been on here and it's like a banana that went like, it's been ripe for like 20 minutes. And it's Perfect. like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you're, you're a, you're a, a brown banana right now. You need to get the hell off this thing. Like you're not engaged right now. Like stop. And I'm trying to do more self positive talk yes. like than I ever have, because again, I'm, I'm in a more comfortable place with myself finally sort of, and it's been really helpful I'm like trying to gently take myself and move, like put your phone down. It's okay. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's it's a thing though. And like you, me, and so many people yeah. are dealing with it. And it's, it's I, really hard. I think it's like anything else where it gets, there's a little FOMO. If I just scroll one more picture, mm -hmm. I might miss something if I don't scroll one more. Okay. You just unlocked like a level for me. Yes. That is because I have that so bad. I'm mm -hmm. so FOMO. Like mm -hmm. I'm the I'm the person, I'm the mofo with the most FOMO. There's two blue Q products in the last three minutes. First of all, the brown banana has to be a blue Q product <laughs> and the FOMO mofo, please. <laughs> but it's true. And and I and I said like I alluded to, I I just I have had some realizations lately that I've I've had some blinders on and and part of it is like get out of that screen where so many beautiful things are living and get into your life where so yes. many beautiful things are living. Oh my god, so many beautiful things. And I wanted to ask you, do you have do you have a project that with 10 minutes of Instagram time per day that you could probably like execute and like put in the world like what's oh, your yeah. what's your thing that you is it or unless it's a secret are we in counseling know. no <laughs> <laughs> maybe are you my healer maybe a little, maybe a yeah. little bit it's it's interesting that you said that because my fantastic va um gal that helps me heather i we had a we had our kind of january catch-up chat um a couple weeks ago and i said you know what i have i have course outlines written. I have wish lists written of things I want to do. They're the same that they've been. If I go look in a binder from 2014, they're the same. You are literally just, I feel like you're inside my head. Like it's the, it's the same year after year. Do something about it, Margo. Do something about it, Sarah. Like that's it. And I, and you know what? Watch me because 
Boom. Ooh, I just got the chills. Okay, <laughs> it's on. It's, it's on. Seriously, it's on. It's on. Mm-hmm. Let's check in, shall I'm we? Halfway believing us right now. <laughs> let's give us. Let's give us sixty-eight percent, shall we? <laughs> okay. We can be accountable to each other and to all the people listening. Hold us accountable. But you're going to see it. I mean it. I have. I have committed. I have personally committed to health. I bought a Peloton. I've been thinking about that. I'm scared though. Are you, have you been, have you been doing it? Like, yeah, I think it, the hardest it? part is getting your rear end adjusted to that little seat, but there's, mm-hmm. there's obviously answers for that. But the one I got, sorry, if we're totally digressing, but I have oh. to do something for my health. I live in a very rainy place. I do mm-hmm. love swimming, but this bike, um, and I'm kind of sharing t- some, some friends and I are like, okay, you get it. We'll come, you know, but in, you turn the screen, you can turn the screen and do floor work. Like what you can do Pilates and weights. And I know I love all these things. I can go places to do them, but my house is so small. If I literally pull out, it's, it's how, what are those things you can do to take care of yourself? It's that it's, it's what's that course. How do you want to help some how do you want to help people? What's that creative thing that you want to put into the world? So I've, I've committed to health in a different way. I've committed to showing up for people that I have. Um, this was a big one for me. I, I saw without realizing it, that my priorities were, um, I, I was just not like, I think Instagram sometimes was a higher priority than like feeding my family and, and paying attention to people I love, you know, you are not alone. I mean, I, I, it's, I'm, I am, oh God, I swear to God, I feel like we're the same person. <laughs> I'll take it. Like we've just, my, I've blobbed into your screen and we're like the same. Cause yeah, I, I, I really do get it. And I am, I'm, I am a vital, I'm person. I'm interested in a lot of things and I feel like I've lost the plot on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely so plugged and interested to the people I talk to here. This is, this is a a fantastic kind of line in for me, but how do I, how do I own that for myself? How do I take it? And I think another thing, Sarah, is I am so good and I'm saying this out loud because it's going to hold me accountable, Damn. right? Damn. I am so good at compartmentalizing. I'm sure there's somebody in particular listening that we both know that's like, Ugh, yes, you are. But um, I don't want to do that because compartmentalizing, what it does is it doesn't make you accountable to yourself. Like if I don't tell my own story, how how's anybody going to believe if I'm just glossing over my stuff, mm-hmm. how do you trust that what I'm talking about has any oh. base in, in reality? Also, if you're glossing over your own narrative and your own story, you're most likely glossing over other people's. Like, that's what I've realized. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. But I, because <laughs> I'm again, like, I'm telling you, we're the same. Because right? I've had the same. I'm like, well, if you're not valuing your own inner journey and your own, again, this is like, so woo woo for anybody still with us, <laughs> but like, I don't care. I'm a woo woo bitch. Go for it. Yeah. But like, I feel like I'm like, well, if I can't honor my own stuff and respect it and value it and be gentle with it, how am I supposed to do that for other people? How am I supposed exactly. to show up for other people like that? And it's the whole oxygen mask thing. Um, yeah. So I, I get it. Like, 
And it takes, I think part of it too, is like, you're ambitious. I'm ambitious. I I don't, I don't want to be, I heard a really cool quote about success the other day. And it wasn't like, I was like, what is driving me? Money doesn't drive me. Although I love it and I want Mm -hmm. more of it. And Mm -hmm. it's cool. If anybody wants to give me some, that's cool. But that is not what fulfills me. It's more like doing a really good job at something mm-hmm. and, and connecting with people while doing it. I think that's kind of my love language. 100%. And that's what drives me. And it makes me feel alive and it makes me feel excited about my life, yeah. but that can get crazy. And, and you do, you lose sight of things and being a parent, like, I mean, I have a 27 year old and a nine year old and like, I can't, time is, time is so mean. Like I can't believe I, you know, we're talking about kids' Mm -hmm. voices, like how they change and they get older. And I know right before my eyes, I'm, he's going to be this like crazy Mm -hmm. awkward teenager. And I'm going to really regret Mm -hmm. not showing up or just, I don't know, just getting off my freaking phone and spending time, or even if it's like 10 minutes, having just like a really, really engaged conversation. I mean, that's kind of how memories are made. If if we're all zombified, <laughs> yes, I mean, that's kind of how it works. It's like, if we're all on our phones sort of glazed over somewhat, are memories being made right now? Like, is there, since the smartphones have come out, has there been a dip in memory making? Like, how is that? Like, or what are the memories? Like, yeah, I are- saw I saw a video of high school in the 90s yesterday. It was on Instagram uh, and uh, one of those history ones. And one of one person's comment was like, look how they're not holding their any phones. Yes. Yeah. And you did you have you heard about this movement? And I'm not going to get it right. I've only read a little bit about it. But of there's some kids and I think it was a project in New York somewhere where they were they were realizing what screen time was taking away from them and they're wanting flip phones. I saw that. I did see that article. I thought it was really badass. And, you know, again, it's like such a powerful tool and it's a crazy thing. We have this like computer that you have access to everything. It's that power that, that here's another rhyme devours. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me today, but (laughs) on fire. it's just, it's so encompassing and absorbing and it's an it's like an addiction i think we're it's like if i'm not eating my feelings i'm scrolling instagram it's just another sort of avenue that we can all just get lost and i i'm i'm definitely with you and i'm been trying really hard to just i don't know just not be a zombie i guess and it's been fun (laughs) But I'm, I'm like, it's like a struggle. It's a struggle because we, when you use it for your own business and you're, it's the FOMO thing. There's so many things that you weigh into it, but I feel so proud of myself. And I'm like, I went to Target the other day and I forgot my phone. And I was like, who's this bitch? I'm like walking around Target. And I'm like, I think I remember my grocery list. I don't need my phone. And I was just like walking around and it felt great. And I was like, I want to do this more, you know. I know it's it's some 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 good personal challenges we we are aware of, and I I just really, yeah, I'm right there with you. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm gonna be texting you and say, okay, I'm holding. Let's hold each other accountable. We no. can come back and talk about it some more. You can come into the Patreon oh and we can have some chats about it. 
Yeah. Oh, and I would love to talk to you about Patreon because I'm I met with I've been meeting with a few peeps from there and I'm Me too. I, I think I'm going to do it. Mine starts March first. I'm sorry, what? Mine starts March first. My goal is mid March. <laughs> Sister. That's exciting. Yes, it is. Oh man, that's really I'm very yeah, I excited to hear about that. Yeah, I, I've really been putting a lot of thought into it because I want it to um be really positive for people, but also not add to the workload of my own where I get to not liking it. I want to love how I'm relating and interacting. So that is exactly my concern because I go ham and I don't like doing anything half baked. And so then I just completely burn out. And that's why that's been my story. So I'm like, but there's so many exciting possibilities. Like I was researching it on Friday. Like I went nuts and wrote like Mm -hmm. three pages of notes on like all the different things you can do. And I was like, okay, this is a really good sign. This is, this means you're into it. And there's like a lot of possibilities. I think one of my takeaways from my, my extensive research session on Friday (laughs) was that if you have any kind of, for anybody that's like debating on whether you should do it or not, um, if you have like a personal challenge or creative challenge that you've been wanting to do, um, if somehow you can work that into a possible benefit, Mm -hmm. which is terrifying to me. And I actually talked to a writer, but it makes sense. Like a writer uh, that lives here in Kansas city, her name is uh, Jen Harris. She's a really talented writer and poet. She has a very successful Patreon Mm -hmm. community and, you know, she's loving it. And she was not showing up for herself creatively and decided Mm -hmm. like, Hey, if I can do like 15 minutes a day, and she kind of built that into one of the tiers, like, mm. hey, show up with me kind of thing. And um, I was like, hmm, like terrifying and so good. also so good. like crazy commitment. But in a way, it's like you're really starting a, a little mini movement by doing something like that. So you I really don't, are. I, love I don't that. know. Yeah, I'd love to figure out a version of that for me that I could help myself and then also like help other like I mean not not even help just like I'm showing up hey you you have the same problem let's like show up for each other and for ourselves and figure something out like I don't know we'll see okay sorry to disappoint everybody but we're gonna have to take that offline and talk about this some more because I have some resources for you too okay cool I I'm very excited. I I will be the first one to sign up for your Patreon because I am such a fan. I'm 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 already here for it. That's so cool. I love that you're doing that too. And I I'm gonna. That's just cool. It's like it's like we're in the same Patreon class. Like it's <laughs> like we're we're fresh. And we're My Patreon up. guy is Jesse, who I talked to at Patreon. I talked to Todd, and then I talked to Deanna. They're fantastic. There's who knew? Awesome. I know. It was awesome. Well, I do not. Um, advertise on this podcast because I just can't can't see myself talking about Rothy's or fresh fast food delivery or I can't I can't do it it does not align it's just a way to stay true to my values I think and help the people that I'm and stand for people moving forward that's that's the fun part it's great like I'm just like this is a fantastic platform and the other thing too I think like with reels and bonus bonus reels and things like that being available to people like it's, I don't know. 
I don't know if it's a follower based thing where they open up that level for people, but it's available to me. It was available since the spring. I didn't really know what to do with it. Mm. Uh, I was too busy. And then I've made like a little bit of money, but I was like, yeah. I was kind of like in a dilemma. Like, should I dedicate more time to my Instagram and, and that kind of thing? And like be more of a servant in my posts and like try to build my community there or should I do this Patreon thing? Like I can't really do both. Right. No. If I'm gonna do I I can do both a little bit. Like I'm gonna show up on Instagram. I, I took a long time to build that yeah. following and I really love like my my people and I love showing up for them too. But so I'm not gonna abandon that. But it's like you only have so much time. And then this article came out um in the New Yorker about Instagram and bonus reels and it was really eye opening. I don't know if you have show notes, but if you do, we can include mm. that if you're interested. Yeah, oh, for sure I have show notes. It was very eye-opening as far as what direction I should go because okay. it talks about creatives that have been on Instagram platform for years trying to push their work and, you know, amplify and not really getting anywhere. And then doing a post or a reel with like a dumb face filter and yeah. getting like, going viral. Yeah. And then getting a ton of money, basically pivoting and, and then doing their art on the side and then but they can quit their like coffee job but now right. they're doing this to make money they're still yeah. not furthering their, their well and then you're all owned by the meta universe and i yeah don't. it's just it's not you're just at the mercy it's just it's kind of bullshit and so i was like i have my answer i have my answer oh my yeah. god this yeah. is awesome because and I did that thing. I was like working on Tiger Sheep orders and, you know, on your phone, you can do the text speech. So yeah. I'm listening to this New Yorker article and it's like picture of a woman. It's like it goes through the ads and like all the whole thing in like this weird voice. But because I was like, I really want to read this, but I don't have time. Yeah. Um, but like, so, yeah, that was cool. And I just love the intimacy that the potential of like the intimacy and yes. the veil lifting and being even more real and just. I don't know. Like that just seems really appealing right now to me and like building your own art yeah. club. Basically, I'm just really excited to start an art club. Basically. I don't know. I think you should be. I'm excited for you to start an art club, but that goes along too with the realness that I was talking about and the, and the putting yourself out there, because I feel like if I start there showing up in a way that's feels more present, then it's those people who choose to, hang out with me there that feels like um we're all helping each other you know yeah well and it's like okay I think there's a there's a little bit of an imposter syndrome like knee-jerk reaction for me I'm like well who am I like yeah pay totally for, I pay, pay for me to just exist I like, avoided it for cool. so long yeah for that reason but if yeah because it feels weird it, I, I I you could go at it in so many different angles and then I was like, okay, stop, stop doing that. Like yes. that's not going to work. It's like work. the not but, taking a compliment thing we were talking about. Yeah. It's, it's not serving me. And so I was like, that's the gross Sarah talking, like shut her up and like, think about, I had to think of it in a way of like, I think when I just think of an art club, that just makes me feel better. It's not, it's like, that. yes, I'm sharing my stuff, but I'm, I'm trying to hold myself accountable. And I think 
when I see other people doing that, it inspires me and it makes yeah. me hold myself accountable. I agree. Why so don't we let that like be for ourselves? Let's that's let that what be. It's, yeah. That's kind of how I'm viewing it. And I, now I'm like, oh, now I have to do this because <laughs> you're putting it in the pocket. <laughs> yes, I am. I mean, and I wrote through pages of notes. I can't waste my time on it. At least. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's like, it's like so easy to talk yourself out of doing something like that when it feels kind of self-servy and like ego-y and so many, re like there's so many reasons you could talk yourself out of it. And then the angel on the other side is like, there's a zillion reasons to do it. And yeah. what, who am I going to listen to? Like, Well, it's expanding. You know, you were saying like, you have your peeps that, that support what you're doing and, and you can talk to, and in a way it's a place to do that for each other. And yeah. I love that. Well, and you don't need a whole ton of peeps. I mean, I, I did some research. There's one artist. I'm like, Oh my God. She's making like seven grand a month. And that's a very, no. I mean, I, but I know, but that's possible. I mean, knowing that is possible. It's a, she has a very specific thing and she's hilarious. And like certain, like, I just knowing that she can make a living and like do her other projects. That is almost like maybe too much pressure for me. Yeah. That's like, not, like, my goal is not that my goal, but that, I feel like my, if our goal is to have, an art club, a place, a place to yeah. be on, a place to do whatever it is. If you're authentic, that's yeah. when the things happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I want to make extra income, but I also, I think part of it that excites me is the potential of connecting and connecting. building, like building a thing, like building a thing that's bigger than yourself. I think yes. that really excites me. And no one's giving you the brief. No one's telling no, you you have to like do it this way. Do, yeah. well, it's like your playground and yeah. like no one, yeah, no one can tell you, but then you can get like feedback and, exactly. and, and like have it be something that feels comfy for everyone. You That's know? the best part. Cause the people telling you are those people you're asking, not the yes. people that are paid to and tell you. you. You want their feedback. I think right. that's the part that exactly. I think it's very nerve wracking. I mean, I am nervous. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, it's, it feels very vulnerable. And I haven't, I've been researching like the tears and you want it. It's just the person I talked to, Deanna, she was great. She was like, just keep it really simple at first. Don't overwhelm yourself, which yeah. I do. Mm -hmm. um, just keep it really simple. And, and you can always add, you can just get your feet wet, get warmed up, throw the stuff out there, and then you can build it. And it, it's, yeah. I think it's something it's like, I want, if I'm going to do it, I want to be in it for the long haul. And it's not going to be this like instant. I don't, I think it's going to take a long time to yeah. build um, like with my domestica, I, I had, I have about like over 600 students at this point, but I don't promote it very much. And I probably need to promote it more. I have a domestica class, everyone. Yes, we want to talk about that. I would really like to talk about domestica. I think I'm going to turn this into two episodes because it's so good. And I love how mm -hmm. real this is. I'm so happy. Like this is one of my favorite episodes ever. Shut up. I want to talk about domestica. I want to talk about what you're teaching on the windowsill workshops and ask your a little bit more about tiger sheep and your favorites. I 
am so happy about this. I can't even tell you because you got me being me in a way that I'm not usually on here. And I, that's what I need. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I needed this today. So I really Um, appreciate it. That like makes me so happy to hear. Um, The universe is crazy. Oh, this was so great. I'm like, I feel like I could talk your freaking face off. Like this was a gift. And I have a feeling like we need to talk more often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really a gift. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.